Hello, and we're back with another episode of Settling Down Podcast. This is actually our second take tonight of recording this episode. I had a little sassy, cranky moment, so we don't we don't need to talk about that. But anyways, I'm your host, Alexis Carr. And I'm your other host, Zach Carr. And yeah, so like I said, this is our second shot at recording this episode tonight. I'm sure I'm sure Zach, you know, can report that, you know, it was just... <laughs> someone got a little cranky. Okay, well, someone was a little low energy. For- but here we are. Second time's a charm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it is a nice freezing cold and windy Friday night in Huntington Beach, California. Last time we recorded, we were in nice, warm Aruba on, on our, our honeymoon. On our honeymoon, exactly. And that was a couple weeks ago. Still got our tans, but they're not being able to show it off because uh, I'm wearing a bajillion layers of clothing, which is really stupid if you ask me. They're starting to fade and peel a little bit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> all, the wind is not a good combination for peeling like sunburnt skin, I will say that. Yeah, I rolled up my sleeves the other day. <laughs> it was like the freaking Sahara Desert. There were like flakes flying all over the place. It was disgusting. I was like, I don't know if I'm peeling, if my sunburn's peeling, or if it's just really that dry. But like I said, it just could be a combination. I think it's coming back to this cold weather and the wind because it was like windy the whole time we were in Aruba, but... That was like a it's nice tropical. wind because it was 90 degrees outside. Now we're back here in 65 degrees and it's super windy and cold. Feels like we're in the Arctic. Yeah, seriously, the Arctic. <laughs> we're such babies <laughs> in SoCal. Yeah, we're 65. definitely Californians. I couldn't do it. I can't live somewhere where it's colder than it is here in the winter. Like Zach's, like your stepsister Allie just moved to New York City. Yeah. Hell I feel no. like this is the worst time of the year <laughs> to move there. I mean, personally, I've never been to New York, so like I can't really speak to like the weather there, but I have been on the East Coast during like winter and it's it's miserable. I can't I'm such a baby. I am like tried and true California girl. I have no desire to live somewhere where it's that cold. I mean, even like like the snow is cool. We enjoy going to Tahoe or whatever, but For that's a day. yeah, we like to <laughs> vacation there like i can't imagine yeah. living in an environment like that we'll, we'll build a snowman take some pics in the snow catch some snowflakes on our tongue and then venture right back inside i'm like i can't i can't live in that shit like i'll complain up the yang about our rent here and how expensive california is but when i like really think about the big picture i'm like mm, i guess i would i guess it's worth paying this much <laughs> to not yeah. deal with the elements well, and that's a big part of what made Aruba so enjoyable for us because it was 100% yeah. like summer every single day. It was amazing. And that was like the one thing that I feel like we both wanted out of our honeymoon. I was like, I just want to go somewhere with the beach and it's hot and we can just lay out and just enjoy warm weather. Like it was, it was great. Honestly, highly recommend Aruba for honeymoons. Highly recommend Aruba for first timers. Like we did a lot and it was a lot of fun everyone was super nice there was a a lot of cool stuff to do that's what i was like so amazed by was all the local people were super nice and it's like incredibly safe we rented a 
like open air jeep that was so fun pretty much didn't lock or anything and (laughs) we drove that all around the island which is crazy to think that that little island is its own country yeah but so we drove it all around the country (laughs) and we the countryside (laughs) we were able to just like park and go to the beach and leave our stuff in it with like no worries at all like yeah you know if that's hawaii and you're driving around and like a jeep with the top down like that's like just a sign to come steal my shit pretty much Yeah, you're just screaming tourists i mean we're already screaming tourists on aruba but people just they appreciate it there i feel like yeah exactly that's like their whole economy yeah but the beaches were incredible like they're super nice we snorkeled we saw some cool stuff like we snorkeled a shipwreck like Mm -hmm. that was probably one of like the top things that we did like zach mentioned we off-roaded like the whole national park in a jeep and like hiked over to like this natural pool like there's a lot of really cool stuff like definitely felt like a mermaid (laughs) (laughs) zach played mermaids with me it was great yeah snorkeling (laughs) is like one of my favorite things to do so that was off the water there is so clear but like if you go to aruba what you have to do is rent the jeep like that was absolutely there's so much that you that's the only way you can see and do it is if you have the jeep and i I feel like some of that stuff that we saw was like made the trip you know it would have been such a different experience if we didn't do that yeah and like our driver even suggested like oh yeah go and do it on your own rent a jeep on your own like don't do one of the tours because you guys are on your honeymoon and you know like you, you don't, don't want to deal with other people. Yeah, which... and I totally agree because, like, tourists suck. But overall, it's fun. I will say, though, that the the buffet did make both of us sick. Yeah. So, like, the last episode that we recorded going, like, when we did our, our wedding recap from our room at the resort on our honeymoon, in I, I will say I'm, I sound very low energy and very just, like, out of it. And right after that, I actually did go and, like, puke because I was, like, legit sick. I don't know what it is that I ate. We went to, like, a super nice-ass dinner that night, though. Came back, showered. The minute I, like, laid down, I was like, I am unwell. I had a fever. I was freezing cold. I had the chills. I was super nauseous. And then the second I threw up, I was, like, a million times better. But the next day is when we went out and snorkeled on a boat. (laughs) So I, like, really had to, like pull through and get just snort some dramamine and get ready for the the boat ride because that was definitely a struggle yeah that was the slowest moving i think i've ever been in my entire life (laughs) but then the thing is like zach got sick the friday after we got back with literally the same exact symptoms that i had he also just like hurled out his insides and i'm just i'm just confused like we both got it but at different times and zach's co-worker is like oh well when i've traveled to south america usually that means you ate something with poop in it and we're like honestly i'm not shocked yeah (laughs) well and mine like rocked me for a couple of days like you you were able to bounce back from yours pretty quick but i just felt like i did not my stomach for like three days after we got back okay Mm. this is like a really disgusting side note and tangent and i think i asked this for you but when your coworker brought up the whole like, oh, getting like a stomach bug and being sick from eating something with poop in it, 
do guys get sick if they eat ass like <laughs> there's gotta be like e coli and poop particles in a girl's butt crack when you're going down there well i mean it hasn't happened yet <laughs> excuse you but well i mean i'm i'm clean like i would never allow you to do that unless i'm fresh out of the shower <laughs> but i imagine that like guy like there are other couples out there in like hookup situations that like aren't as clean it's probably happened before you know like come on like that's it's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> i think that's why it gets so weird about it because i'm like you know what comes out of there that's so gross <laughs> <laughs> anyways tangent just some just clean something to, yeah everyone clean your butt cracks like you never know <laughs> Be we, safe. we have become a bidet family yeah we so. do have a bidet for this exact reason so <laughs> yeah, zach the exact doesn't reason get, so i can eat ass <laughs> so zach doesn't get stuff affected with e coli <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know. It's changed our lives. <laughs> Zach just like drops 15 pounds because he just gets his stomach bug and just is puking and then everyone knows it's because you're eating out. That's so gross. Yeah, just keep it clean. Get a bidet. That's all we have to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should get sponsored by a bidet brand. I think a Squatty Potty has one out now. Squatty a Potty bidet? hit it up oh that's interesting oh my gosh well on that note back to the honeymoon situation (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that a pretty graphic tangent but someone had to say it everyone was thinking it i just said it (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of eating ass one thing from (laughs) our honeymoon so our we we started the trip flying to charlotte north carolina Mm -hmm. and just spent one night there before I flight out and we were woken up at what like <laughs> 6 a.m to someone some chick just full-on screaming getting railed yeah <laughs> at like like it had to be like 6 7 a.m and it was it was okay it wasn't Okay, it was early, but I feel like it was like it was like a random early, yeah. not like a four a.m. early where you're like, okay, it's still basically the middle of the night, like well, for people just kind of like you know get it in in the middle of the night. But it was like, yeah, it was a full blown like morning just her back blown out. Yeah, she was loud. I was telling Zach, I was like, speaking from a girl, like no one's naturally that loud. like that's just it just it's it's a lot like it was just excessive it was like porn stars aren't even that loud it was just like she's just putting on a full show it was crazy yeah just so just imagine like we were in like a deep sleep and then i just wake up i'm like am i hearing what i think (laughs) i'm hearing and then yeah so there's nothing like waking up to that on like the first day of your honeymoon well and then we had to pack up and leave and like it was it, it was like one of the rooms like right next to us like we we had to share a wall with that really it, it sounds like cause... she was down the hall it didn't feel like she was next door well i was like thinking the whole time while we we're leaving like shit these people probably think that was us because like we're <laughs> up and around like getting ready to go catch our flight at the time you, <laughs> like you were right about after to be that. ashamed of me like oh god i mean i was gonna be proud what are you talking Ew, about <laughs> no you should be embarrassed if your girl's that loud because she's just faking it <laughs> like that seinfeld episode <laughs> yeah that was a good one. Oh my gosh yeah that was it just reminded me of like my college days like i like i woke up and i'm like wow 
when was the last time I heard other people have sex? Like, since having roommates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would hear all kinds of stuff with roommates. God, I don't miss <laughs> those days. Yeah, but that was just uh, one of the experiences that just made us, like, so... <laughs> irritated and annoyed with people on that trip oh god yeah not to say that it like took away from our trip at all but we just like we were very observant there's some good people watching and yeah i mean both in aruba at the airports on our flights like yeah (laughs) we were just uh it it was good to come back home and get away from people after that yeah granted our our honeymoon was amazing but like zach said like when you go to like a very tourist heavy place like you kind of like forget that other types of people exist out in the world and this other types of people that exist just are not your type of people (laughs) like they were not my cup of tea like i was just baffled i'm like how do these people exist like people are just so unaware like especially airports obviously on our way back like we had like such a long leg of flights and we were cranky we just wanted to get home airplanes are so uncomfortable anyways like but yeah some of those people just suck and like there's one lady on our flight that was just watching these videos on full volume in front of us without her headphones in. I felt bad because there's a couple sitting next to her and they were like just laughing because I don't think she spoke English and just, you know, and then those obvious people on airplanes that just stand up the second that like you land and think that they can squeeze their way to the front. But it's like, no, bro, like wait your turn. Doesn't work like that. Literally no one's going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know, but overall it was a really great experience i highly recommend honeymoons honeymoons to everyone like (laughs) everything about it was just magical and fun and new and i don't know it was just fun just hanging out and vibing out with you and just doing cool shit yeah it was kind of nice like being in aruba somewhere where we really could kind of like just appreciate our time together and we didn't feel like we really had to interact with like other people yeah. if we didn't want to and no stuff. new friends we made no new friends and i was completely okay with it yeah we talked to like <laughs> one couple at dinner one night and another older couple on our snorkel trip and that was like that was it, it. <laughs> yeah i will say i like what kicked it off on like the best note possible was our driver that picked us up from the airport and took us to our hotel and he was so sweet we told him that we were on our honeymoon and he just like went on for 15 minutes and literally gave us the best marriage advice we've ever received in our whole lives and he was just like this complete stranger but he had like an accent he was just like such a cool like laid back like arubian man and he was just like just a bro and you're just vibing and he had like such great advice just like the main things that he touched on were just being a team and no matter what happens with like outside influences or friends or family like you all that matters is you two coming home to each other and like your guys's relationship behind closed doors because at the end of the day it's just you two and that's all that like that's what it is and to just like not let other people like try to have a say or anything in your relationship and i was like that's a really good reminder yeah um, he, he had just a lot like he said it in such like an eloquent way like yeah. it was just like like a, he was like preaching to us like i feel like god full set on him like down. sermon yeah i feel like god set him down I was like they need to hear this little reminder <laughs> i was like oh it was nice 
Yeah, that got us off on a good foot for sure. Yeah, I was, I was like on the verge of like tears. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically like our the gist of our honeymoon experience. 10 out of 10 experience. Yeah, definitely. Now we're back in California and Halloween just passed and we're gearing up for the holidays. Yeah, and that kind of like leads us into this episode's topic. Just basically now that Zach and I are married, how we tackle the holidays of families. Mm-hmm. So your family is from Visalia. They're, that's like four hours north of us just to give people a little idea. And then we live super close to my family in Orange County. So when Zach and I first started dating and when we moved in together, we always did our holidays separately. So granted, since Zach lives further away from his family, like he would go up back to Visalia for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then I would obviously just stay home. So the first year we were dating, like, that was fine, like, because I lived, we didn't live together. Like, I had roommates and stuff, and Zach lived with his brothers. So all that made sense. And then finally, our second year together, we were living together. And I say, like, last year's probably the first year, like, I really didn't like that. I mean, I say first year, like, we've been together all these years. I'd say, like, last year, I don't know, I just wasn't a big fan of being separated for the holidays, and I think it's just because, like, we were living together, and I didn't like waking up alone without you. Yeah. Like, on Thanksgiving or Christmas, and it just sketches me out whenever you travel somewhere far on your own, because I just worry about you, and I want (laughs) you to get home safe to me. So, and while we were together, we both kind of had this agreement that we weren't going to make each other miss out on family holidays until we're married. Like, yeah. Well, and that was, uh, I, I feel like I kind of like, it, it was weird, like not spending the holidays, you know, Christmas morning or whatever, waking up together last year because we were at that like level of our relationship already. But for me, because I knew I was going to be proposing to you and I like, like, when Christmas rolled around, I was talking to my family about how like, oh yeah, this is probably like the last Christmas that I'm going to be waking up here on Christmas day with mm-hmm. like everyone. Cause you know, I, I've always had that mindset that once I get married, like then it's about, you know, my new family that I'm starting. Yeah. So I just, it was kind of like bittersweet for me last yeah. year because obviously like I wish you were there with me, but it was kind of like the end of an era. Yeah, it was and kind of made me appreciate, you know, having that yeah. time. No, totally. And this is just my own personal opinion. Obviously everyone's gonna live their own different lives, but Zach and I were super serious and us spending holidays apart from each other, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like like we said, like, yeah, it was kind of like a bummer not being together, but it wasn't the end of the world. Like, I wasn't, like, depressed over it. Like, I know people in relationships that, like, they're just boyfriend and girlfriend, and they, like, absolutely, like, they need to go. Like, they, they're they already making the commitment to family functions and family holidays and leaving their own family things to go be with their, like, boyfriend and girlfriend's family. And to me, I'm like, why? Like, you're with this person like every other day 
the holidays are for your family and like your loved ones, which like I understand, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it's smart if you're just like on that boyfriend, girlfriend level and ditching out on your own family holidays to be with your significant other's family. Like if you can make it work and swing it where you can swing, like swing by both holidays and like, of course you want to be with your significant other, but I just think it's smart. Like if you can make both work and see both families, like go for it and do it. But I don't support completely ditching out on your family's holiday just to be with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Like I say, wait for marriage to commit to that and miss out on like real family memories. Cause that's like when you're around your parents and your aunts and uncles and your grandparents, like they're, they're not getting any younger like you only get so much time with them and especially with holidays like at least with my family I don't see them like my extended family like I don't see them that often like so it is a treat whenever I do get to see them for holidays but I don't know I just feel like that's sad to like look back and like because let's face it if you're like a 21 year old ditching out on family Thanksgiving to go be with your boyfriend I'm like chances of that lasting are like not very high <laughs> well yeah and it's like if if the person you're with is like someone you want to be like spending the holidays with and stuff like and you know you feel like it's going to be worth like not spending that time with your family then you're going to end up to get like if you end up together you're going to be spending plenty of those holidays yeah. like together yeah and, and it's never worth it it's one day yeah. It's one day that's like meant for family. I mean, and of course, everyone's situation is different. I'm speaking from a place of family is super important to me. I'm very close with my family, so I can't speak from the angle of someone who's not close with their family. So whatever you do, you. But if you like love and appreciate and like are tight with your family, I would suggest against ditching them to go be with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It just it ain't gonna work out i'll tell you that well one one thing that i do appreciate like in a scenario like that is you know like say someone's parents like live on the other side of the country and you know it's hard to you know fly out for the holidays especially like something like thanksgiving where it's just like a long weekend yeah you know it's it's nice to have like your significant other's family welcome you into like their home for the holidays and yeah, stuff too. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Obviously, it's like a case by case situation. I'm thinking of just yeah, if you have an opportunity, like if yeah. you have an opportunity, to, like ditch your family to go be with your significant other. I'm like, that's not cool. Yeah, no, I know where you're coming from. I agree yeah. with you on that. No, and then I know where you're coming from too. Where it's just like sometimes like people are from like their families live super far away and you can't really swing the holiday travel sometimes it is nice having someone nearby with their family nearby to like spend time with so that's a completely different situation (laughs) like i understand that yeah but for us i mean my family is close enough that we can drive up there so this year what we're doing is um spending thanksgiving with my family I Thanksgiving's like the biggest holiday in my family and we celebrate it with like extended family that Thanksgiving's really the only time that I see them anymore and they're super fun like it's like such a good time whenever we're all hanging out together and Lexi hasn't met them yet so yeah. 
I'm super excited for that. Because we've only been together a whopping two years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to that. And then Christmas, you know, we want to wake up in our own home together. Yeah. So that's going to be our first time doing that this year. Yeah. And like the big thing for us is just, you know, putting our family first. Granted, like we don't have kids yet, but we're still a family. Like it's, we're married. This is the foundation of our family. So we kind of have given ourselves a permission to be like, you know what? We get a mold and determine what our family traditions are going to be around the holidays, what our holidays are going to look like and like and just kind of establish our own routines and traditions and i think Mm -hmm. that's super special and that's just kind of like a reminder for any other like newlywed or people who are engaged or just thinking about it to keep in mind too like i understand that families do tend to kind of guilt trip us pretty easily of oh we've always done it this way we need to do that but it's important to like obviously hear out your family and like understand that's just coming from a place of love and like wanting things to still be the same as they always have but also just give yourself permission to like switch things up a little bit and just for the sake of determining what your your new foundations are going to be around the holidays like for your family because for me and Zach like for us, we're like, yeah, okay, we really just want to wake up in our own bed on Christmas Day. And what does that mean? That means we're just going to spend Christmas here down south and we just mm-hmm. happen to be close to my family. And I just really don't want to wake up somewhere else, like whether it's in a guest room or like at a hotel on Christmas Day. And yeah. I would hate to do that to our kids eventually one day. Like I would, like our kids need to wake, be waking up at home. Like there's no way we're going to be traveling super far and spend the night somewhere else for Christmas and have like everyone wake up somewhere else so that's like a super important value to us that we want to like make sure we put boundaries around and we're like no we're gonna stick to this and then every other holiday we're just gonna kind of figure it out and work around and we haven't really like crossed that bridge yet in terms of what future Christmases will look like because I do like want to spend like Christmases with your family or like figure out if maybe we go up like before or after Christmas. So there's a lot to like figure out and think about, but I guess what is like most important is just making sure you really just talk it all out with your husband or wife. Like, yeah, I mean, we are family now and we got to prioritize our family and what's best for us. Yeah. And I mean, admittingly, it is going to be kind of like weird not spending Christmas day with my family for the first time in my life. But at the same time, I'm like looking forward to it. And like you said, we're laying down that foundation for our family for years to come. Yeah. But yeah, we'll just figure out how we balance it kind of along the way, you know, depending on where we're living and you know, all, all of that stuff kind of geographically, who's yeah. living near us, uh, that's going to factor into it, I'm sure. So oh yeah, just kind of got to figure it out as we go. What would you say are your like tips on dealing with family or parents that like might be too emotional or scared to let go of those traditions? If you do, if like a couple does decide to change it up for themselves. Definitely just kind of like, over communicate with your family if they're going to be sensitive about it and you know explain to them that it's not that I'm like 
just not wanting to be around you guys for this. This is something that I'm doing for my family now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, yeah, being over-communicated, over-communicating it. (laughs) Over-communicating. I don't know what's what's some advice that you have for that situation. I agree. Like the way that I I like to over communicate as well, and just kind of like throw out those nuggets here and there, and kind of like ease your family into that. And when I talk about family, I'm like mostly just thinking of my mom because I feel like a lot of people can relate to just a very sentimental and loving mother in your life. I won't say like overbearing because I feel like my mom's not like overbearing, but she is very like, this is how we do it because it's great and I'm going to do a great job and we're all going to have so much fun and like we need to do it this way. And like, I agree. It always is fun and I always like agree with like the way she wants to run things and stuff. But I think once another person is involved, aka your husband or your wife, I think you have every, like, I think you have like quite the leg to stand on and I think in our situation like I think it helps just kind of painting the bigger picture of hey like Zach never sees his family that much like if we're gonna spend like if we're gonna spend Christmas with you guys because we want to wake up at home then we just have to go up and see your like Zach's family when we go visit like for Thanksgiving because we still need to see his family so mm-hmm. it just like I said painting the whole picture not coming from a place of being defensive and just being like oh well this is it we're doing it this way because I want to do it this way like don't really approach it with like that level of aggressiveness like I know I said you need to like stand firm on your new foundation and values for your family but just understand that parents and family like don't like change especially when you've been doing these traditions for the past like 30 years so you just kind of have to be a little bit more empathetic and compassionate about like how that must feel for them like your parents just having to give up their baby girl or their baby boy to like another family like I I empathize with that like I feel like I'm gonna be that mom or I'm gonna be like (laughs) the hell you are like where do you think you're going so you just kind of have to put yourself in your parents shoes and be like and so and just be sure you approach it with love and gentleness and just over communicate it and not just communicate it in like a super rude way that just could be taken wrong because you know like I said they're already sensitive about that fact and I'm sure they already sense it coming you just kind of have to approach it a little bit more delicately yeah definitely and I mean you have your older brother who's married so Mm -hmm. your your family already has some exposure to that yeah I'm the oldest in my family (laughs) everything's new (laughs) yeah so I'm always the one having to do stuff for the first time so we'll see how it goes over this year but I I mean my family knows that we love them and we're not you know trying to like distance ourselves from them by any means but that's just kind of the the sacrifices you have to make when you're starting your own family exactly and then maybe like down the line when we have like a bunch of kids in a big ass house we just invite everyone over to our place you know it can always change and don't get so fixated on like what needs to be done and like fixate on it like just it being that way forever because you can do whatever you want like it can change in a minute but 
So yeah. what are, I, I got to ask, what are some family traditions that you had from holidays growing up that you're going to want to bring into our family? I feel like a lot of people have this tradition, but like Christmas Eve, you open up one gift and it's always pajamas. <laughs> See, for my family, it was always a Christmas tree ornament. Okay, yeah. So when I met you, the whole Christmas tree ornament thing, like you guys go ham on that. Like I've never met a family that takes Christmas tree ornaments so seriously. And the fact that your mom still puts every single ornament up on your tree every single year like baffles me because I come from a family where my, my mom has like a theme for her tree. And if your if the ornament doesn't match the theme, it ain't it ain't flying. Like it doesn't make the cut. Like the only things that do like make it to the tree are like the ones that match the theme are or like are aesthetically pleasing or they're like a big fat like sentimental ornament. Yeah, and that was new for me when I like <laughs> first spent uh, a Christmas, you know, like Christmas festivities with yeah. your I wasn't used to like the whole like theme thing and my <laughs> my I got to admit my initial opinion was like what is this? Like, <laughs> See, this that isn't was me Christmas. For you. See, for but... me with you, I'm like, what is this tree? This isn't aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I'm like, what's the theme here? Like, so, this is a lot of clutter. <laughs> so what my family did was every year Christmas Eve, we all got an ornament and it always had something to do with like something we did that year or something we accomplished or, you know, like there was always like some sort of meaning to it. So obviously growing up, my mom, dad, me, and my two brothers, that was five new ornaments every year for... I couldn't. uh, I mean, for essentially like 20 years. And then, you know, like other just random ornaments. So my mom probably has like upwards of like... A trillion. (laughs) Like realistically, probably like 300 ornaments that go on the tree every year. It's gotta be more than that. So it's it's quite the ordeal. And like we would always like decorate the tree as a family and like... You know, you come across like all these like ornaments that had like, you know, different sentimental like value to them and stuff. So is that something that you want to continue? I'd be, I'd definitely be down to, I don't feel like I have to, but that's good news. I mean, I, I think it's a sweet tradition. I do think it's very sentimental and like, I love shit like that. The only thing that, like, I feel like I'd want to do that while the kids are little and young and definitely have a cutoff point. Because to me, I just don't like clutter. (laughs) Like, I just don't want more stuff to have to store and worry about and lose and break. And, like, because at least with, if you just go with, like, a theme... You can like switch it out every couple of years and update yeah, but it. Buy like all new stuff for. It's not that much. It's like like I said, every few years. I mean, you do that anyways. But I mean, what difference is it in buying every single person in your family a new ornament? I mean, that's just five ornaments that you're having to buy each year, and then you I just know. stockpile them up. Yeah, if we were to do that, I feel like I would have to still keep to some kind of aesthetic or vibe. Well, and I I think a. <laughs> Like, but come on, my mom's tree looks gorgeous every year. It does. Yeah, I think something that could be a balance, like Like if we wanted to. No, I was gonna say like (laughs) we still get the ornament for like each other and the kids like every year, but they don't all have to go up on the tree every year. You know, it can just be like the ones from that year. But see, you're still storing it, and it's still clutter. 
it's still just stuff yeah. that just ornaments sits don't take there. that much space yes they do they put they're in boxes like you lose hooks like they're so fragile you gotta wrap in a bunch of like tissue paper and stuff <laughs> like i don't know i i just have ptsd from decorating our christmas tree because it was never a good time it was like a bajillion ornaments we were all in bad moods because it was just a nightmare to put up this fake tree i'd have like a bunch of cuts on my arm see there you go we had a great time every year okay well decorating our real tree with our our a million ornaments but no i i mean you know what i i think it's also just my personality like i get bored of tasks very easily and if it lasts more than an hour i'm out and these <laughs> that typically last more than an hour yeah <laughs> well we'll revisit this but yeah i'm Whatever. curious i'm curious to hear if other people like if this is a tradition in their house in their house also yeah we we should probably let, let's post a poll and yeah, see if uh, people decorate their tree like with a theme or without a theme each year yeah I'm i'd be that. very interested to see what's more common i don't know i just like don't want to look at our family christmas tree and see just like ugly ornaments like that's how i felt remember i was picky about what ornaments okay. you put up on our tree you i had to make you throw out some stuff out and zach still had like ornaments from exes i was like no this is this is we're throwing this far far away don't want to decorate the tree with ugly ornaments coming from the the girl who had to dig for her turkey that she made in second <laughs> grade that looks like a blob of poop <laughs> It was a ceramic project, and it was just one thing that I made. It wasn't like 50,000 boxes of ornaments from my <laughs> Christmas's past. No. Or you know- I was just going to ask, are there any other like traditions from your childhood that you would want to do? Nothing crazy. I mean, obviously, like to me, the I look forward to the stocking stuffers the most, like more so than the actual gifts, because I'm like... Hell yeah, get me some new deodorant and some, like, body wash. But I guess I don't really think that's, like, a tradition. One tradition that I have that we I definitely want to do is my mom, every Christmas morning, would make a huge breakfast that was conglom. Oh, conglom. And for those of you who don't know what conglom is, it's pretty much just, like, a big scramble with a bunch of stuff in it. Delicious so we would have that and cinnamon rolls mm. and that sounds like a heart attack yeah but it's christmas it doesn't count well but definitely want to like we can tweak it a little bit but definitely want to make like a big like homemade breakfast christmas morning i can get behind that like i'm a big fan of just like waking up like making some coffee like turning on the fireplace playing the music like having the breakfast going but we do have to think about how that will incorporate into one of my tr- Christmas morning traditions that I like. I like, like me and my parents, or like just me and my mom, we would take the dogs down to the beach and do like a little Christmas morning walk, depending on where we're going for the day some or when what time I wake up. We would go like either before or after presents. It would be different each year, but... Yeah, Does that the, sound nice? We can do the like walk first thing in the morning Christmas to get the day started, walk. take some coffee down, then come back and make our our breakfast and open presents. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like our kids aren't going to want to wait that long. They're probably going to want to open presents first thing in the morning, because yeah. that was me as a kid. <laughs> then we can flip-flop it and do the walk after. 
like uh, one year my brother woke me up at 4 a.m to open presents okay it wasn't four it was like six but it was, it was very early it was like literally 6 a.m and we're like let's open presents i think every kid does that though That's at like one the point earliest i've ever woken up in my life because but... i know i know from our old home videos that my brothers and i would do that when we were young too god i'm gonna be pissed when our kids do that <laughs> yeah right we like don't even sleep in anymore i know we like, don't even sleep in eight like, o'clock is like sleeping in late for us now super late i'm, I'm stressed thinking about sleeping until eight <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my god the day is over <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'd say like the the morning walk is probably like my request for christmas morning tradition and then the fun thing too is now that you are building your own family, you can come up with your own traditions. Like yeah, we can I'm have a tradition where they're just it could just be anything. Like how cool is that? That you get to come up with traditions that your kids are gonna grow up and like look back very fondly on. Like we get to like literally invent their entire childhoods. We should just <laughs> Isn't do that's crazy. Like uh, imagine just like embedding something in their heads that they just think is a <laughs> like, like it's a real. Christmas tradition that everyone does. Like, what if we just like force our kids to watch UFC fights on Christmas or something? <laughs> oh my God! Come on, come on, kids! Time's time for the it's Christmas US- UFC. Christmas UFC time! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Along those lines, though, Christmas Day basketball is like Super Bowl Sunday, pretty much. Yeah, like, I understand I, that. Like, you don't have to be like super invested in the game. It just has but, to be on. Yeah, gotta no, have that. Christmas basketball on. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I can get behind that too. So maybe no, no Christmas UFC. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Could we just jam pack all the sports in one day? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to add as far as holidays and spouses and families? No, not really. I mean, just looking forward to us starting to lay this foundation this year. Or what about just like compromise? Because I imagine that there are other couples out there that feel very strongly about what they want to do. Yeah, I feel like that was something that as I've gotten older, kind of like been able to compromise more easily. Like, you know, as a, when I was younger, I didn't want to let go of any of these traditions. You know, yeah. like I was like gung-ho on like i'm doing all of this like exactly the same yeah but i think that's just kind of like a maturing thing where you kind of realize and appreciate that like you have the freedom to move on from those things like it doesn't have to like be exactly the same like you might find stuff that you enjoy even more than like those traditions that you grew up with yeah I mean, like we said, it just, it's a lot of communication and Mm -hmm. understanding the fact that you and your new spouse, you guys are on the same team and this is your life together. It's not like, oh, this is my life and then my spouse just has to do whatever I want to do or vice versa. That's a big part of it when it comes to like the communication side of things is like, you can't go into it just expecting that your spouse or significant other is going to just like conform to whatever it is that you did because Mm -hmm. they're more likely than not going to have their own like traditions that they grew up with and stuff so it's really just kind of like talking through it and 
figuring it out and planning it together. Yeah. And being willing to change as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I have anything else either. Now I'm like hungry for Thanksgiving food. I'm so full from dinner. Yeah, dinner was pretty filling. Anything, any fun sports news or topics that you want to finish out with and banter on? Well, I was actually gonna gonna tangent off how how full I am from dinner still. <laughs> I I don't think I told you about this little tiktok series that i stumbled across and kind of went down a a rabbit hole with it oh gosh what is it so this guy just a random guy like who knows who he is and like why he feels like he has any authority to like make these like rankings but i saw this tiktok where he was ranking each state in the united states by how good their food was interesting and the one that i saw that i had pop up in my my feed was california mm-hmm. out of all of the states in the united states where do you think california would be ranked one being the best 50 being the worst i feel like i'm gonna be pissed off at this guy because based on your que- on that question in my mind i'm like california's number one but mm-hmm. if this guy is just like a complete like American loser, I see him putting like oh Texas barbecue and like the South food like at the top and putting California very low because I don't know why, but everyone hates California. So I think I think I'm gonna say that on his list, California is low. So I I, I agree. I think there's no excuse for anyone in the world. To not put California <laughs> at least in the top three. Yeah, I mean, we this, have excellent Thai food, excellent Mexican food. Japanese excellent food. Excellent Japanese. We, we, we have, have it all. Yeah, we have everything. Yeah. This guy no. had the audacity no. to put California at 11. That's disgusting. And... There's no way. Especially no. to considering all like... The super cute, bougie, like, Instagrammable places. Like, granted, like, yeah, they're expensive, but it's, like, they're all made from really great ingredients, and they're all delicious. But I was like, all right, I got to see, like, what 10 states he has ranked above California. Number 10 was New York, which I feel like New York is known for having, like, great food also. Yeah, so that's they, why I was they're, like, like, a hub also, which is, like, very eclectic and diverse, yeah. like, food options. It's, like, I, I would say New York has even more diverse food options than California does, for sure. Yeah. So, that, to that's me, I, that that would be in, like, my, my top three with California, for sure. Yeah. But outside of that, everything else was in the South. <laughs> and... He would like he would slap the number on the state and then like flash up pictures of like different foods from that state. Everything in these top nine states was brown, either barbecue or fried food. Oh god! And and that's like all it was. Ew! Yeah, that's not that's not a true list. No, and like I mean, I I love barbecue. Yeah, but and it's like diversify your palate, bro. Yeah, and I mean there there's some great like fried chicken out there and stuff too. Yeah, 
but you cannot tell me that there's way better food all of those states yeah like you that that's like all they have in those states like but (laughs) anyways i want to say his top three were two and three I, i forget how they were ranked were tennessee and i want to say georgia maybe and then number one was louisiana which i'm sure if you're ranking like the southern states like i i would agree that louisiana should probably be number one because i i love cajun food they have like some good seafood and like barbecue down there and stuff too but but i still feel like I don't know all those options. I'm I am very disappointed in just like that lack of diversity. Yeah, <laughs> we have we're like the only state that has good Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I was very, <laughs> very hot and bothered to see that. That's super disappointing. Uh, and we have like a states. shit ton of bomb ass Asian food too. Yeah. Like, don't get me started on ramen and Viet like ra- Vietnamese food. And like the Filipino fusion foods, mm-hmm. like and I, Hawaiian food. And Hawaiian food. And I will, and I, I will say, Hawaii was the only other. Well, I noticed two other states that were ranked worse than California. Hawaii was. Hawaii was thirteen, so it was That's slightly worse than California. Crazy. And then number fifty, yeah, the worst state, yeah, was Alaska. Well, that's just because there's nothing up there. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be like some good food up in alaska but i i mean well just like they gotta have like good seafood and stuff but yeah Yeah. there's not i i don't think there's a lot of like vegetables or anything that really grow up there i've never been to alaska we don't know what the hell we're talking about like like alaska doesn't have vegetables pass it on (laughs) (laughs) we're just spreading rumors wow those poor alaskans just no access to vegetables (laughs) must be a sad you know what they say about alaska well, they don't have vegetables. I mean, admittingly, <laughs> I I haven't been to like a majority of these states yeah. that he ranked over California, but I just I can't. I, can't I don't imagine. see how it's possible. No, I can't imagine. I will never choose like southern food and southern cooking over like sushi or ramen or like Hawaiian plate lunches. That's, yeah. that's that baffles me. I'm just like. Y'all need to expand your taste buds. I do really enjoy Cajun food. I would probably put like some good jambalaya or gumbo like up there jambalaya. with that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, it's I still mean, comfort food. But anyways, before we <laughs> continue going on and on about food, we'll end the episode here. <laughs> do you have anything yeah. else you want to talk about? No, I think that. That was a good little chat. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our our episode about holidays and splitting up the holidays as a couple. You can find us at settlingdownpodcast.com and on Instagram you can find us at settlingdownpod. So give us a follow. Continue liking and subscribing and downloading our episodes and we appreciate you for being here so early on in our journey. Yeah, and definitely our Instagram, we're going to have to start using that to interact with our listeners and putting some polls out there for these uh, debatable topics that we've been uh, going on. So yeah, I mean, we, we do gotta... have a whopping 48 followers, so <laughs> y'all better engage and vote. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we will catch y'all next week. Thanks for listening.
Bye. See ya.